Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. The Lord's good, and this has been good. Man, I'm... Can I just pause, man? I just want to pray. <laughs> uh, bow your heads if you don't mind. Let's just pause for just a second. God, you're good. I thank you how you enter flesh. You enter us. That if there's an open invitation, you willingly take that invitation. And Lord, you wreak havoc in our life. It's great. It's radical. It's transformative. And I praise you for your grace and your mercy and your redemption and how you do love us and that you're in pursuit of us. But then it becomes a partnership when we receive you. I thank you that we are saved by grace through faith, not what we do, But when we are saved by grace through faith, you have set us apart to do good works, good things in the name of Jesus Christ. I just want to honor you today. We just want to honor you today. So if you're sitting here, or you're listening, I ask that right now, you give God an open invitation to your heart and your mind right now. Will you tell Him? Lord, we give you an open invitation. Do what you do. And we'll be obedient to what you ask. It's in your name that we ask these things this morning, Jesus. Amen. If you're, uh, if you're just joining us today for the first time in a long time, we're on a two-week series called Wapak Naz, A Year in Review. And you've obviously seen that uh, there's been some, some colors going on. Uh, this is OSU Michigan uh, Sunday, and I really need to make some changes up here. Um, I don't know, but we're going to move it to the bad side. There we go. <laughs> Folks, let me just tell you, this, this has always been fun for us. Uh, we, we never take it personally. Um, this is the only moment in the year that we are divided. Um, everything else we are united on. Folks, we're united um, in the life and death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are united in, in vision and mission because we are all loved people, loving people to Jesus. Uh, folks, we're united um, in prayer. We're united in moving into our community. 
Uh, we're united in being salt, light, and yeast, not only as a body collectively, but as individuals. And so I, I'm, we like to have fun around here. We love to have fun around here, but we, uh, we want to know, we want you to know that we, we love you and we love our community. And uh, even when it comes to sports, we still have a good time with it and we love each other. Um, however much fun we poke at each other. I always look for uh, that Michigan flag every year because I know Kevin will bring it. And uh, he's always put it in new places, and I love it. I look forward to it, actually, Kevin. Because if it weren't for Michigan, we wouldn't have this rivalry. And if it weren't for Ohio State, we wouldn't have this rivalry. And we, we honestly, uh, we appreciate each other. So, um, uh, so over the last week and this week, uh, we've kind of taken a look back, um, look back over our year. Um, this, th- these two sermons take a year long to write. It, it really does. Uh, it takes a year long to write because we have to exist and we have to um, step into things over the course of the year to write these two sermons because we've got to be active. Uh, folks, we've, we talked about last week that, you know, the choices of our past can bind us if we allow them to. They can, they can rope our hearts and continue to pull us back even in our present, only if we allow them to. But in the present, we can choose things. We can make choices and create our future. Over the course of this year, we've even talked about stepping, being on the edge of epic, something colossal, something greater than ourself. But you have to step into that. Futures don't just happen. Yes, tomorrow will occur. Yes, you are sitting in this moment. But futures are created. Futures are chosen. And as we just prayed a few minutes ago, futures happen when you openly invite God into your moment and into your life. When you give God an open invitation, you have, you have given Him all rights to do something radical in your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your workplace, in your neighborhood. You have given Him permission to plant you in places where there is no life to bring life. And so, um, we look back over our, our shoulders so that we can look into our future. And many of you uh, came up last Sunday and you got... I actually gave the last little journal away today um, because many of you have started to journal once again um, to write down what God has been putting in your life, scriptures, things that you think He's calling you toward. And so continue on that journey. And uh, so this morning, um, I want us to look back and uh, because it's really important that, that you know and that we know that long before he laid down earth's foundations that that God had you and I in mind. He'd settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Folks, what we do here at Wapak Naz is not just so that you can have um, depth of spiritual insight, but so that you can become whole in God. Because God is concerned not only about your heart, and your holiness, but also that you are complete. 
And that completeness starts with Jesus Christ in your life. And so we partnered with Cornerstone of Hope for the month of September. And we invited Carrie Taylor. Um, man, that, that feels like a long time ago, but it was just a couple months ago. We invited Carrie Taylor in, who was a licensed counselor for four weeks. And she, she brought some really heavy truth um, to us. Because the church often keeps this elephant in the corner and does not talk about depression, anxiety, death by suicide, suicidal ideation, does not talk about grief and loss, does not even hit it head on, doesn't even talk about resiliency and courage, even in those moments. But folks, you, there is hope to heal. And I think that was the prime message not only for the month of September, but for the whole year. There is hope to heal in Jesus Christ. And as we go about this morning, you are going to see a lot of different partnerships that occurred over the course of 2019. One of which with Cornerstone of Hope, with Carrie Taylor. But our hope for you is that we love you to Jesus Christ, so that you can not only become holy, but you can become whole. We're concerned about your whole. And so I want to step into and, and talk about, begin with last September. Um, last, or last November, excuse me. Last November, uh, we breached a topic that most pastors don't want to talk about. Or they talk about way too much. We breached a topic that many congregations, many people in the church don't want to listen to. There it is. That, that is the message that they don't want to listen to. No. Um, and, in fact, um, this needs to be discussed. And so we stepped into this conversation about money, about finances, about giving, about generosity, um, about tithes and offerings, about investment. And what we learned on that Sunday was that each of us, all of us, regardless of our, our financial income, um, regardless of our positions that we hold, each of us should, must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord has blessed them. And we call this a reasonable portion or a godly portion. And just to kind of remind us briefly, it's give God enough that I've honored Him. Give Him enough that we honor Him. And keep enough to take care of your needs. But in all, 100%, we still honor Him with what we do, with what we have. And so, um, we, we launched in August um, other means for you to partner, to give, to bring your tithes and offerings before the Lord. And what has been happening has been passing of the offering plate and it was a new addition about five years ago, was the joy box in the back of the, the uh, um, sanctuary. But this last August, um, we worked really, really hard over the course of the year to bring online text to give, um, to provide you other means to honor, ways to honor the Lord uh, with your, your giving and with your tithes and offerings and your generosity. And we launched that in August, and, and I've actually had many, many questions. Um, 
from you? Is anybody using it? Are there any new folks that are, that are new tithers that have stepped into to honor the Lord for the first time? And uh, I, I want to report to you, um, since the month of August, it was like the second week of August that we started, we launched this. Um, it has taken hold. And there are many of you sitting here today, and some who are not, that stepped into for the first time to honor the Lord with their finances through online giving and text to give. Uh, there are several folks that have become repetitive givers. And um, I just want to pause for a second. Because pastors who are up here day in and day out every week, we only work an hour and a half every week, right? Um, but pastors who are in this position, we often thank you for cleaning the carpet or picking up trash or shaking hands or running the sound booth in the back and, or um, mowing the grass or serving up in the children's ministry. We, we, we thank you for a myriad of things. But v- very infrequently, do pastors take a moment and pause and say thank you. Thank you for honoring the Lord with what He's given you. Thank you for being generous, a generous people. And so today, I I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for stepping out and stepping into obedience to honoring Him with your finances. Not only on Sunday morning, but what you do with it throughout the week. And I kind of want to frame this morning in such a way that you understand some of the things that we as a body of Christ are able to do because of you and honoring the Lord. Not only are we able to have heat and lights on, but there are other things that we as a body of Christ do because of you and honoring the Lord. Um, Some of you sent many of our kids that are upstairs um, to preteen, middler, and I don't know, little kids camp. I don't know what it's called. Uh, It's little kids camp. Many of you were very, very generous in your offering. Coming to talk to Matthew, myself, or my wife, and saying, hey, I'd, I'd like to support one, two, or a few kids to go to camp. Many of you supported our teens to go to camp, C4 camp, um, out at Camp Ketubik. Many of you supported um, our teens to go to fall retreat. And these aren't just, just fun moments. They are fun moments, but they are spiritually focused moments for our kids and our teens where they can engage with God. They can get sharpened, that our youth leaders can, can build into them and have time. Last year, um, Jacob Hall, well, you've also, in our own community, excuse me, in our own community, we will do this on Tuesday, but we have, we have served our teachers, our staff and administration at Wapak High School, a meal every year for the last four years. And th- I believe this will be our fifth year. We want to bless and bring joy to, to our community. And this is one of those ways. And so, 
if you would like to participate in that, we'd love for you to, to show up and lend a hand this Tuesday. But because of your tithes, we're able to do things such as this. And we do other things. But we're able to do these things and let them know that God loves them and that we appreciate them. Commission Toledo is a partner that we have. Um, I've recently uh, become a board member for Commission Toledo in the last few months. And uh, you, as a body of Christ, has supported Jacob Haas and his family. This is a support-based position for Jacob. And his whole intent for Commission Toledo is to completely transform inner city Toledo. He has been here about four times in the last three years. And they have planted many, many churches, particularly in homeless shelters. They're about to embark on a, a plant in uh, the Believe Center, which is a rec center in one of the communities in Toledo. You supported Jacob over the course of last year when he came. You gave so that he could have a full month's salary. Thank you. Thank you for giving above and beyond what you do so that he and his family can, one, live and survive and eat and have be able to pay their bills, but also do the work. They're bringing on new missionaries almost yearly. They're bringing in interns that they're launching out into other communities. They're partnering with mental health, police departments, rec centers, schools, doing young men and young women of excellence. You assisted and partnered with Commission Toledo by your giving. Thank you. And at our VBA, which is in the middle of the year, in July, you provided through our Penny March, which we use these buckets right here, where our boys and girls each night come in with pennies because everybody can find a penny. And over $2,000 were raised from our kids and you that we might provide school supplies to pastors' kids in Cuba. Um, those, those pastors make less than, less than a dollar a day. And so what you have provided them is an opportunity for those kids to get an education. And we are collecting these baseball gloves and traveling over to Cuba this January. And we are going to meet a lot of those kids that have school supplies in hand and are getting an education because of your giving. Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't think you realize the impact that you have just on your tithes and offerings. And I just want to say thank you. It means more than you will know. And so I wanted to take that moment and pause. Because you, in your giving, unleashes the gospel in our community, in our own kids, unleashes the gospel in our region, and it unleashes the gospel all the way through our globe, into the dark corners of the earth. And so, I've been asked many times, well, if giving increases, do you get a does your, your salary increase? No, not at all. Not at all. That's not the point. 
The point is that the love of God and the gospel goes forward. And that we are able to do what we are called to do. That our vision and our mission goes forth. So I want to say thank you for honoring God with a reasonable portion. Because He cares what you do with your finances. And so, um, this last year, our Easter extravaganza, if you're new around here, Easter extravaganza has been this staple that uh, we have, have instilled since 2014. We ran our sixth Easter extravaganza um, right here in our own lot. And let me just tell you that it is a juggernaut. It takes all of you, literally all of you, to partner and participate in this wonderful event. Um, when we first arrived, there was no grass. There's no, when you arrived this morning, there's very little grass to have an Easter egg hunt on our property. And so when my li- wife looked around at this property and said, you know what we can do? We could do a black light Easter egg hunt in the basement. Idea, thought, launch it. And so this free family event is purposed for two things. As you know, there are a lot of folks that don't have a whole lot of money to go around. And so this event provides an hour, two hours of fun and generous giving by you for families that don't have opportunity to do so. But two, and the most important, is that it brings the gospel to not only kids, but their moms, dads, grandpas, grandpas, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, cousins, second cousin, uh, twice removed. Uh, everybody. And I just want you to know that this Easter extravaganza of 2019 was our largest Easter extravaganza event. There were over 450 people from our community, not counting you. 450 people from our community that were going through all of our space and interacting with you seeing you genuinely smile, having genuine conversations with you, you just being Jesus in their life, welcoming them, loving on them. Folks, you can see that um, there were a lot of partners that made this happen. We had the police department, the fire department, um, Air and Space Museum, Armstrong Air and Space Museum, Auglaize County Wildlife, Auglaize County Humane Society, the Wapak High School Robotics Club, and we also had some new partners with us this year um, that uh, stepped in. We had Commission Toledo as a new partner. We had Dad's Toy Shop as a new partner. And uh, one of the things that we thought through is that we can't continue to do the same thing. Because what got you here won't get you there, right? Organizations try to do that. We even try to do that in our own spiritual walk. What got you here won't get you there. And so we started to rethink, man, what are we saying without saying it? What is our body, what is our event saying without saying it? And one thing that it said, being a free family event for all these kids, was, does Wapak Naz really care about teenagers? That was the question. And I know it's small, and I know it's not enough, and it's just the beginning, but we partnered with Commission Toledo, and right there is a trailer where we, we rented a video game trailer 
for teenagers. If you were a teenager sitting here today or up there serving today, I want you to know that you are so important to this body of Christ. You are so important to the kingdom of God. In fact, Paul told his, his, his uh, mentee, Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you were young. But set the example. Set the example in love, faith, purity, speech. Folks, if you're a teenager, we look to you. You bring energy, you bring life, and you're important. And we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to engage with that. And so we brought Commission Toledo in to run the video. We, we ran their video game trailer and provided opportunity for teenagers to say, hey, this is all for kids, but yeah, there's something here for me because you are important. And so, but it took more than just all these partners from our community. We had Bittersweet Farms, friends from Bittersweet Farms. Chris Kirkpatrick works at Bittersweet Farms up in, in Lima, developmental disability, and they came in for about an hour and a half to two hours. And they put up chairs, they moved things, they opened bags of candy, and they were awesome. They were so much fun. And they thanked us for allowing them to come in and serve, which is really weird. Thank you for letting me work for you. It was just an awesome day for them and for us. But you know what? It takes you. It takes you. Baking cupcakes, frosting them. There was a group on the right-hand side. They came in, and all they did was sort eggs. These are broken. These need thrown away. These don't match. They sorted eggs for an hour. Folks, thank you. We learned when we talked about reasonable portion, giving God what honors Him, and keeping what takes care of our needs, we also learned that, in fact, when God said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, that actually God demands more of your time than your tithe. God demands more of your time than your tithe. Because when you do the math, one day out of seven ends up being about 14 point some odd percent. Tithe is 10%. He's asking you to give more of your time than your tithe. Not only in rest, but in service. So thank you. Because you made Easter extravaganza amazing. And there were many, many folks that had never been on this property who engaged with people of God who actually felt comfortable engaging with people on God, of God until they came on this property and engaged with you because you love them. VBA came really, really fast this year. VBA was an awesome, awesome opportunity to really build into our kids. Um, it, is a, it is another week that takes all of you. If you're new around here, Congratulations, you're recruited. We expect to see you at Easter Extravaganza and VBA coming up next year. You're recruited. There is something for everyone to do. And man, these kids are crazy. 
they just run up and down and they dance and they worship, but they learn many things about God. And that penny march was an awesome moment because even kids are learning that they are to honor God with what they have. And they're making an impact in people's lives, maybe some people that they will never, ever meet. That's what we firmly believe around here, that you plant a tree that you will never, ever sit under the shade of, that you invest. You invest in lives. You invest your time. You invest your energy. You invest in lives. And right on the tail end of that on our VBA Sunday, I'm very grateful that we were able to borrow a, a trailer um, and we were a part of the 50th anniversary of our hometown hero's giant leap for mankind when he stepped into the future, when he stepped onto the moon. And there were many of you, young and old, actually Lila, Lila Schroyer, I will never forget this moment. She is about f- four feet something, And she wanted to go on this parade with us on this trailer. And if you can't tell by this trailer, it's like five feet up. And we set a ladder there, and I said, let me help you. And before I could turn around, she was already up the ladder and on the trailer. Oh, my goodness, she was so excited. (laughs) Folks, it takes all generations here. All generations teenagers, kids, young adults, us middle-aged adults. Man, I've moved into that category. Holy moly. And our seniors. Folks, Jesus said this. You're the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, instead... They put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. But in the same sermon, Jesus also said this, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. Isn't it uncanny? He says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. But then be careful not to do your acts before men, acts of righteousness before men, that they may see them. Well, which is it, Jesus? Do you want our light to shine? Do you want the light that you have in our lives to shine before other people so that they may see you and praise you and connect with you? Absolutely. But you also said, be careful with what you do that other people don't see what you do. Fix it for us, Jesus. Tell us, Jesus. You know what? If you ever read the Gospels, there are a lot of times He doesn't fix it for us. He doesn't. Sometimes it sounds like He's talking out one side of the mouth and the other side of the mouth all at the same time, almost within the same breath. It's a both and, folks. It's a both and. Yeah, let let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven because we are to let our light shine. 
You are the city on the hill. You. Not just Wapaknaz, but you are a city on the hill. And you are to let your light shine. But we also need to be careful. We need to be careful when we do acts of righteousness. Because there's something about invisibility. There's something about cloaking yourself in invisibility. Wisdom and humility are the most powerful weapons that you and I could wield. Speaking of invisibility, there are things that are done not only around here, but out in our community that are invisible. That don't have the logo or the name Wapak Naz on it, stamped on it at all. But unfortunately, I don't know all of those things. What I do see are those things that have been done in th- with the cloak of invisibility around here. Because I'm, I'm here quite often. I don't know if you know that, but I've been hired to be the pastor here. Kind of have an office upstairs. I don't like to use it very often. I like to be out in our community. But sometimes when I drive in here, I see things. On the left, I, wa- I drove in one day, and I saw these pots, potted plants watered in the front on Benton Street right over here. And then there was, under our sign, there was another plant right under that. This is not the first time that I've seen plants planted to beautify the outside of our church. Invisibility. Done under the guise of you don't know who did it. But then, I don't know if you can see on the right-hand side, the back of somebody's head. Eugene, if you need to see it, you can come up closer and check it out. (laughs) If you can't see it, I know a good optometrist. But this is Eugene Fisher whom you met earlier. In the last two years, he's been doing a lot more things under the cloak of darkness, invisibility, not wanting to be seen. And so, every time, except this time, he didn't know I saw him. Every time I see him doing something under the cloak of invisibility with humility, I say, I caught you. I caught you because he will come into this church in all hours to avoid me or Matthew and anyone here to serve the Lord, not the church, to serve the Lord, to honor the Lord with his time. Folks, there's something about letting your light shine before others, but there's also something to be said about invisibility. Doing with humility, not to be seen by others. The intent of your heart. And so, folks, we learned this year, let your light shine. Be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world. But also do those things not only around here, but also in your community. There are some of you that visit nursing homes weekly. Weekly. There is no Wapak Naz stamp on it. 
This isn't something that we've launched you on. You have chosen to do this on your own. There are some of you that go to other people's homes, knock on their door, give them phone calls, send them cards. Not because the pastor asked you to, but because you have been radically changed by the love of God in your life and you want to extend that love on one another. There are many of you that are in this room that give your time by tutoring children in your respective school districts. This is not your job, but this is something you've chosen to do with yourself. You have chosen to invest. And you all do things that I have no clue. And you are being salt, light, and the yeast of the kingdom of God. You've not asked us to do it. You've not asked us to put resources behind it. You, God, laid something on your heart, and you did it. And you continue to do it. And I want to say thank you for being light in our communities under the cloak of invisibility. Remember, there's power. The most powerful weapon you can wield are humility and wisdom. And that will impact lives. There are things that you don't know that happen around here that we don't promote, that are done under the invisible. And this is one of those things. This last year, this has happened twice. Um, This lady on the right-hand side of your picture, that's Sandy. That's the back of her head, just like the back of Eugene's head. This is Sandy. This isn't something that she said, Wapak Naz has its stamp on it, fund it, those types of things. She said, hey, I'd like to do this. Absolutely, I want to bless you with that. What God put on her heart was, we have a lot of wonderful pillars around our, our community, our tribe, that have been around here for years, that have put their back into a lot of things, who have invested, who have prayed, who have prayed for you, who are sitting here, that are new to here. I have prayed for you for years. You didn't even know it. And ever since her mom had passed, because her mom would have done this, she said, I really want to honor our seniors. And so, with her gifts, skills, and talents of cooking, because she loves to cook and bake, she invited some of our seniors, and some of our fe- seniors invited other seniors, and it's, it's grown. And everybody who's a senior, you're invited next time. Um, and she recruited. She recruited somebody to just bless, to love. And so there were many of our seniors that, that had a wonderful meal and were very encouraged and loved just by something very, very simple. This was invisible. You didn't know this. Many of you probably had no clue. Something else that we do that you don't know, that you probably don't know. Um, Well, about two years ago, somebody came to me with a big, big ask. And they said, hey, we have this Classical Conversations uh, um, Christian homeschool group. We need a space. Can we borrow yours? 
Well, folks, when you have something and you don't use it, you might as well let somebody else use it too. We have a lot of space in this place, thankfully. There's a dungeon downstairs that I wouldn't recommend you go down there unless there's black lights on, but for the Easter egg hunt. But we have a lot of space here. And so our board had a conversation, a couple conversations. And since 2018, last year it was on Mondays, this year it's on Tuesdays. We have the Classical Conversations Christian Homeschool Group use our facility. They come in and they have class. They, one day a week they learn math, science, art, literature, English, and biblical truths. They use not only our fellowship hall, but our treasure bay room and our lily pad nursery. This is their art lesson. And they hang out with their parents because their parents are fully involved in this. And they play out in our parking lot. They have their lunch. And they just hang around. (laughs) Folks, these are things that you might not know that happen around here. And it's because you keep this place moving. The movement of God happens in the people of God and when the people of God move, when they give, when they offer, when they say, here, you, we have space here, use it. This is, this is, th- we're not getting any money out of this. We're not looking for any money out of this. But in fact, their actual organization sent us a gift, a donation, because of our kindness. Somehow we randomly were chosen by their, their organization but we're not asking for any funds from them. So here's the space. Use it. We're glad to. Other things that you might not know. Now, obviously, there are no people in these pictures, but one of the most impactful, one of the most impactful ministries that we do here at Wapak Naz are funeral dinners and lunches. In the most trying difficult times of people's lives. You, you, you pull together, not only with your ties, but you pull together by what you cook and what you bake, and you bring them in. And we provide meals for those that have lost, that are grieving. And we serve them, and we love them. Folks, I just want to tell you on behalf of all of those families, all of those families, your generosity and your willingness to cook and bake, it does not go unnoticed. Many people who are in their time of grieving and loss, immediate loss, who really don't know what to do, who feel lost, who feel lonely. When they eat these meals and they see our people from Wapak Naz serve them, pick up their plates, get them dessert and fill their cups, take their trash and clean up and let them be family, they are completely moved by the love of God that you extend to them. That is letting your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father 
in heaven. Thank you for being willing. Many people have come to me personally and had said, this is not what we expected. This is amazing. Thank you so much. These are folks that are a part of Wapaknaz who have lost, and some who weren't even connected to any church whatsoever. And I can tell you that there are people who had no connection with God. Who only connection with church has been on the end of a finger, being judged and looked at and stared at. They saw the love of God in you, in your soup, in your desserts, and in your willingness to serve. Thank you. If you want to participate in this, be a part of this, we'd love to have you be a part of this because you can truly make an impact in people's lives. This happens about four or five times a year. We're grateful for you. But let me just tell you, there are things that go on around here that you may not know, but man, the impact, the love that people feel. This is because of you. This is because of you. So, a couple other things as we kind of move forward and come to a close here in the next five, ten minutes. Over the course of this last year, in the last, uh, since about May, we offer this thing called the Trek. We've changed the name. It's the eight-week Bible study because it is a journey. It is a journey, a spiritual journey with Jesus Christ. We started offering this trek about two years ago. And since May, I want to get the numbers right because that's really important. Since May, we have had hmm, 11 people, 11 individuals start this eight-week journey of being into God's Word. It's very surface Bible study. But we allow this to be a platform that they can ask the hard questions of their life. The hard questions of life, of Scripture. It's not about knowing God or knowing Scripture more. It's about knowing God more. God doesn't want more intelligent people who can rattle off the Scriptures. He wants people that live the Scriptures, right? But this is an opportunity to get to know the Scriptures. Get to know God. Eleven people have started this eight-week trek. Three people completed the trek so far, and we've got two more that are on their last, last leg of the journey. Three of those 11 are teenagers. Three of those 11 people on this eight-week trek are teenagers. And I can tell you over the course of the last two years, there are several individuals that came in on the first day of the trek who did not know Jesus Christ. And when they walked out from that hour to an hour and 15 minutes of that conversation, they knew Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. These are things that we do that you may not be aware of, that you may not see, that's been a part of this year of 2019. And uh, this past summer, very end of August, at our local YMCA, we've partnered with them for two years, and hopefully they'll partner with us again. because we don't, we don't have any water in here. So uh, um, there were... 13 individuals that went for the plunge. 
that stepped out of the shadows into the light, public light. They chose Jesus Christ in their life, and then they declared publicly that He is mine and I am His to their friends, to their family, to their tribe, their faith family, to Wapak Naz, to our community. Some of them that are part of our life groups. Some of them who just entered into this body of Christ in the last year. Some of them are sitting here today. We celebrate with you. It's because we've actually seen a lot of people come to Jesus Christ in the last year. In fact, 12 people have stepped and crossed over that line of faith and have given their life to Jesus Christ since January. And actually, that number has increased as of this week. 13 people. 13 people. Folks, that's something to celebrate. That's something to praise God and give Him a praise and a shout and a round of applause. (laughs) Folks, that's amazing. Yeah. Lives are being transformed. 13 people have given their lives. And in fact, as I was learning, uh, going through the uh, baptism studies over the course of the summer with Matthew and other people, um, we were going through those, those baptism studies. We actually found out, because not every one of you tells the pastors, hey, I received Jesus. We'd really love to know that you did. But some of you have walked around for the last several years who have not mentioned a word that you have now a living, loving relationship with Jesus Christ. This last summer, I found out that five of our kids, five of our kids, kids, children, received Jesus starting in VBA of 2016, VBA of 2018, and forward. Five of our kids received Jesus Christ. Their parents informed me of that. Like, I don't know if you know this. Well, no, I really didn't, but that's great. That's awesome. Folks, stuff's happening. God's doing an amazing work in the people here and in the people of our community because of you. Because you have partnered not only with Wapak Naz, but you have partnered with God. And that's the most important partnership. You've partnered with Him by coming here on Sunday morning. There are some of us that don't realize that we meet every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. But we do. Every week. And we have a great time. We love each other. We sharpen each other. But not only investing here on Sunday morning, but life groups and Wednesday nights, Sunday school, funeral dinners, and on and on and on and on. Folks, your investment, you've invested. And it's because we believe this. Second chances. It was Christmas of last year during our family Sunday that we did Sermon in the Sack. And I was stumped because Kanita brought a bowling pin. And I had no idea what sermon I can come up with with a bowling pin. And I realized, guess what? You knock bowling pins down, right? Kanita was great because you can look, look at her expression. Ha! Huh. One. Ha! Huh. That's great. I had no clue. Sermon in the Sack is, is this sermon right off the cuff during our family Sundays. And we'll have one coming up in December. 
sermon in the sack, and they provide some type of object that doesn't harm you, can't kill you, hasn't been dead, hasn't been alive, and she brought this. And I realized that you knock these pins down. You have an opportunity to knock all ten down. But the crazy thing is, is when you go bull and you aren't able to hit all ten down, you have a second chance. You have a second chance to knock the pins down. And folks, the fact is, all of us need second chances. That is one of our values and that is one of our practices here at Wapaknaz is that you have a second chance. God extends a second chance through the blood of Jesus Christ. We exist to love people to Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. That is why we do what we do. That is why we don't do everything. Because we can't do everything. We can't be all things to all people. But I can tell you what. We will love you very simply and practically. Genuinely and authentically. Because we want to see you come to Christ, but, grow, but also grow in Christ. We want to invest in you. And we want you to know that you have a second chance, just like everyone else has a second chance. And there are people out there that don't know that they have a second chance. And we need you to partner with us to tell them that they have a second chance, that their eternity can change, that their forever can change, and that their life on earth can be transformed radically with the good news of Jesus Christ. Second chances, folks. And we'll end at the table. Past several years, we've come to the table, at the table communion during our Easter, Easter week, during Passover. You have an opportunity to come to the table with friends, with family, with life groups, with Sunday school groups, to take a moment and have communion, to pause, to reflect, to eat at the Lord's table. And isn't that what Second Chances is all about? Isn't that what the Lord desires for all of us? Matthew wrote a story. Not our pastor Matthew, but Matthew the disciple wrote a story. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth doing his job, doing his work. A God moment happened. Follow me. Jesus told him. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Folks, Jesus provides us opportunity to sit at his table because he says this, which I've lost. Here it is. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. All of us need second chances in our life. And Jesus, through Jesus Christ, he provides us a second chance and an opportunity to sit at his table with him. Folks, you are charged to be champions of God's love in our community, not only when you're here as a part of the body of Christ, but when you're out there 
as the body of Christ at your workplace and wherever so that other people can sit at the table, the Lord's table, and experience second chances in their life. Will you please stand? Just bow your heads for just one moment. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us grace and peace and mercy and forgiveness by the blood that you shed on the cross. You truly are the only way to the Father. And God, I ask that our people be so inspired, encouraged to go out and to let their light shine before men that they may see that light and look to you but also to go out in the cloak of invisibility with humility and wisdom, doing good to point others to you, to honor you. God, we, we hope that as we move into the Christmas season and move into this new year, that this new year, more people give their life over to you. More people are baptized. More people are radically transformed and stepping into obedience and stepping into new life. We ask for that, Lord Father. We ask for the harvest. Matthew was one of those. And you sent him immediately out to his friends to bring the message, to bring them to the message. Lord, we love you. May you be honored with our life. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray tonight today. Amen. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you, and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community, and to love people to Jesus.